Welcome to the Science and Paranormal with Dr. Yana and Dr. Elliot, where science meets the unexpected, where we delve deep into the mysteries that straddle the line between scientific inquiry and paranormal. Get ready for a mind-altering journey as we embark on this phenomenal discovery together on United Public Radio Network 107.7 FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are reporting live here on the, as you'll see, the United Public Radio Network, the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM from New Orleans, and also on Roku TV tonight on Science and the Paranormal. We have Dr. Craig Johnson. He is going to be talking to us about some really interesting things, prop, prop, Ah, prophetic dreams. Um, I'll let Dr. Yana say that other word. I'm not even going to try that tonight. <laughs> and, we can't uh, pronounce those words. <laughs> no. Yes, and, we'll uh, be talking about prophetic dreams and Tardema. We are talking about dreams. And what are the dreams? Are they the products of random brain activity? Or are they just uh, the consolidation of the day before? Or like uh, the Freud said, uh, they're expressions of our repressed desires. And we're not going to go into symbology there. Or there's something more and more meaningful to our dreams. Today, we will be talking to our amazing guest, Dr. Craig Johnson. His dreamy excellence. Dr. Craig Johnson is the evangelical Protestant clergyman. He is the founder and pastor of Bethel Christian Fellowship in Agoura Hills, California. He is an author of three incredible books. Nehushtan, did I pronounce it correctly? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Nehushtan, the weird enemy. weird title books. Yeah, <laughs> Where'd you get them all? The Enemy <laughs> of Revival, The Alexander Code. Alexander the Great and the Hidden Prophecies of the Bible, and Tardema, the, the, the deep sleep that awakens our dreams. Welcome, Dr. Craig Johnson. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. And I'm the author of those weird sounding books, which Fantastic are books. Yeah, two two Hebrew names, Nehushtan, we'll talk about maybe another time, and and the Alexander Code, that is actually a whole book about Alexander the Great as prophesied uh, in advance to the prophet Daniel, uh, 250 years before Alexander was born. And the one tonight is Tardema. It's a Hebrew word that means sleep. It's the word that was used in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, about Adam. Uh, when he was created by God, he immediately was given the unfallen intellect to name all of the creation of the world. And he could name everything, but he couldn't find the name for what he needed. And the Bible says, therefore, a deep sleep called Tardema came upon Adam. And it says God put him to sleep. And he what, took a rib, and he made Eve. And so we. Some, one of my funny friends said, women are spare ribs. That's not true. Um, <laughs> that was funny. But um, 
And we'll start out with a joke. We're the best part. Yeah, We're the best yeah, part yeah. of the you guys. Part. Yeah. <laughs> the best irreplaceable rib. <laughs> there, Yanni, you feel special. You're right in between us here. Of course, of course. How it is but, supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the what's interesting is that Adam had a need he couldn't meet in himself he he names brute creation all of the universe with an unfallen intellect but he can't find his partner and he's looking and he's naming everything so he is discerning the nature of every one of the brute creation and he's naming them accordingly but he can't name his own brokenness his own and and what's interesting is god created adam and eve where he wasn't enough I hear people all the time say, oh, God is enough. God and I are enough. No, no, that's not true. We were made interdependent beings. We require not just vertical communication with Almighty God, but we require horizontal connection, with, which, which you guys are experts in. And so where we need... and now we're here back together again, yes. Elliot and I. You know what? I'm so going to quit moving my hands yeah, don't because move. every time I move... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not going to move. Like my therapist said, just sit still, Craig. Sit still and <laughs> calm down. All right. But uh, there's a thing where we aren't complete alone. We are to be interdependently, healthfully related with safe people in our lives. And that's the first deep sleep. That's the first Tardema ever recorded in the Bible is that Adam is not complete in and of himself, and he's not complete with God alone. So all the super spiritual people walk in and say, oh, I only need God. No, no, no. God made you where God wasn't enough. Now, if God made you where God wasn't enough, then you need other people in your life who are safe. They've got to be safe people. They can't be crazy messes and nuts. And we've all had messes in our Absolutely. horizontal relationships. Every one of us probably here has been wounded somehow in a, you know, linear kind of relationship. But we need help. And there are traits. Now, I didn't move that time. I moved my head. So I'm, I'm just not going to even blink the rest of this show. <laughs> That's it. Just sit still. Yeah, I'm having blink. a Tardema. Look at that right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> don't oh, move. God. Just don't move. <laughs> I'm learning more. You guys are therapists. I'm telling you, I'm getting what my therapist tells me all the time. Sit still, Craig. Quit being anxious. Calm down. Take a pill. But Craig, let me ask you the question. First okay, chapter disappearing of the Bible. again. That's okay. I'm not moving the, at all. I did not move. So All right. So the question is, why did Adam have to go through the unconscious stage to get this his partner in life? Correct. Now, it wasn't literal sleep he went through. Tardema is a word used for literal sleep, but it was a supernatural encounter. So uh, Tardemas are not going to sleep at med at night. That's a metaphor because sleep, you lose consciousness in a way. You dream, you have access to a dream state that is makes you accessible to divine uh, healing. And when I talk about divine chardemas, I'm talking about deep and profound sleep-like healings that come into our lives. And um, 
it doesn't require literal sleep because we use a word as Christians all the time, revival or visitation. God, we need a revival in our country. Well, that word is just the word tardemo. It, so it's, it's a word for a divine sleep. We, we all need in our country right now a rest from crazy. And the rest from crazy only comes when God moves in our culture. And we do have histories in our nation as Americans. They're called revivals, great revivals that happen. Well, if you could re- translate the word revival into Tardema, you would realize God needs to bring us all as a culture a healing move, a cleansing move, a knock us out of crazy back into normal. No, it's uh, almost like the induced sleep. That's uh, induced medical sleep. What we get when we go to surgery? Yes, yeah, we get we get anesthesia. I just had a surgical procedure recently, and I had to go through that process. And boy, it's scary. Boy, you get scared when they're going to give you that profanol or whatever it's called, the Michael Jackson drug. Um, that they gave me that, and boy, I'll tell you, I went out. But I went out slowly. And as I went out, I was thinking of this Tardema book I wrote. Because <laughs> I'm wow. thinking it's like receiving anesthesia before surgery. And that's what a Tardema is. It's a Except, it's a, Greg, yeah. you, you did not receive a woman through your rib. Nah, not yet. <laughs> through the Don't surgery. you sell me short. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Not yet. The <laughs> surgery is coming. You know, the surgery is coming. Another big one. <laughs> And, and, and so it's an, it's a metaphor for healing. It's a metaphor. Tardema is a metaphor for the fact that we all need parts of our life that are not visible to us right now. That's why we have therapists. That's why we are supposed to have friends because they are able to see us in a way we cannot see ourselves. They're able to minister to us. I mean, I can't see my neck, but you could, you know, we need people in our lives. And and I hear a lot of God talk. I call it God talk, where people say, well, God's enough and God's all you need. No, God made you to need others in your life. So don't resist relationships to heal you and mend you. Absolutely. Because we're doing the God talk. You know, I'm just spiritual. When I hear super spiritual people, I get real nervous real quick. Because they're always talking so flaky and sort of out of their bodies sometimes that I, I can't get much from them. And I said, well, you know, have you thought thinking in your body for a while? <laughs> like you might need a safe person in your life. You might need not a divine experience. You may need a human being with love with skin on it. Yeah. The little boy came downstairs and said, uh, and um, the mom kept saying, send him to bed, said, Jesus is with you, son. Jesus is with you. And he said, yeah, but I need love with skin on. Yeah. So we all need love with skin on it. We don't need an invisible something sometimes in our lives. And and we don't accept love with skin on it sometimes because it doesn't and, come with yeah. the skin we want. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're talking about it because there's a lot of this talk and you go to churches and there's a lot of this divine talk that is actually someplace else when we need a person right next to us. And that's how healing comes. Yes. Yes. That's how healing comes. So a Tardema is really a visitation that ends in human skin coming to us. Do you notice that Adam didn't have a human being? He had God, 
But God put him to sleep and said, I'm not enough. I made you where I'm not enough. I'm first. I'm first of all. A primary relationship is, you know, our utmost relationship is our highest relationship with God. But if we know God, we've got to keep our eyes open because he's going to. He wasn't complete. And, and this doesn't mean it has to be a, a love interest or a romance. We're talking love with skin on it. Human beings that are safe human beings, that love us for who we are, that don't expect impossible things from us, but just sort of say, Craig, I love you, and I draw a circle around you, warts and all, Craig, and I love you for you. That's what we need in our life. We don't need more romance. We don't need more hormones. Everybody thinks love is a hormone bath, and it isn't. That's not safe. Most hormone baths you get... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're drawn into a relationship for the quick reason, but the wrong reason. We need long-term, safe, linear relationships in our life. And, and anyway, that's what it's about. I'm, I'm talking too much here. And that is uh, that is so essential to hear about it, uh, you know, Craig, because um, we go through our entire life uh, hoping to get those connections, of course, and not always that, that we're able to find them the flesh and blood and the spirit, of course, the spirit has to be a kind spirit in the person, right? And the relationship has to be safe. So over the re- over the years, I can even, uh, um, what is it called? Not testify. What is the word? Yeah. Uh, testimony. Oh, testimony, not testify. I'm not in court, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> testimony, give a testimony. Let's just say I'm not in court. Uh, I can even. Uh, not yet. Until I sue you. Then you've been sued. Just kidding. Don't say that. We live in California. I take it seriously. What are you talking about? We all sue each other here. (laughs) Don't do that. No. So the testimony is actually that it's not going to be the um, tear-breaking testimony. However, it was that kind of experience for me because going my entire life, uh, of course, we live our lives. We're not thinking uh, what we need when we're young, right? That that there's not such incredible need when we're young. Although as children, we have to uh, have those safe experiences and people, our parents or grandparents next to us that are going to provide that safety. But when you grow older and you go through different experiences and relationships, and then when you finally find the person who loves you for who you are and not for what you look like, Mm -hmm. not for what you have. It is, in fact, such a strange experience. It's a healing, the deepest healing of your life. It is a healing experience. And I remember that I was crying. I was crying. And I did not understand why. And then I was asked, why are you crying? And I said, just because I'm happy. I and, you're am happy. Lo- and you're deeply and profoundly loved probably for the first time in your life. Yes. Adam Absolutely. fell asleep with it. He, he woke up to that those tears. And you know, there's a whole different chemical composition for tears that you cry. You can look them up on Google. You can look up the composition of tears and they will show you pictures of mm. tears of grief. And the difficult comp- chemical composition to tears of joy. So from wow. a distance, people look at us and they may see you crying. 
before they would have seen you crying tears of, of trauma and now they're seeing you cry tears of joy. The very chemical compound God gave us for those tears is different in grief and in joy. So you're going through the joy tears. You weren't crying because you you were in trouble. You're crying because this can't be possibly, this is too good to be true. Too good to be true. And too I never good believed. to be true tears. And you didn't believe for them before and you were crying the other tears. <laughs> That's true. It's true. And, and you know, whatever is but, not but good. But they look the same. If we're looking at you, we see your cheeks are wet. That's all we see. But you tell us now the, comp the chemical composition of those tears before. They were despair. And now they're joy. I'm here. We're here. I, I did not look under the microscope, the chemical composition, but that was an experience that was very healing to me. And still is, dear. And you know what? We're all praying for that. And you know, there's an interesting secret. When you get that blessing in your life, you have an anointing or an authority to pray that blessing into other people's lives. So I always tell people, when you get a fresh blessing that's real and moving to you, find your dearest friends and lay your hands on them and pray for them because you have an authority in the realm of the spirit to help them bring that into their life. Nice. Because we all need that. I need that. I just had a conversation with my ex-wife today. I've been divorced uh, since uh, 2006, and I've raised seven kids, five boys and two girls by myself. And um, I talked to incredible. my I talked to my ex today, and you know if I can say this because it's sort of interesting, I'm about to do a show on Tardema, which has to do with the deepest inner healing of your life, and I got it today mm. before I came on with you. You did. I Tell woke us up about this it, morning please. and the Lord spoke to me. And when I say that, it sounds a little spooky, but he does. And I am sensitive. And he said, I want you to call your ex-wife today and apologize to her. You had to apologize. See, I've known all these years that she was the problem. Yes. But I found out today that the presenting problem was not her. It wasn't her not following me. It was me not leading well. And I, you're, you're talking to me at the end of the most profound uh, emotional and spiritual day of, I'm 64 now. This is the most profound day of, I would say, my life since 1990. Born. Uh, that's the year she separated from me and I, I woke up this morning and I think it was because I was going to be on your show that I would have a testimony that was fresh and real. Well, this is fresh. This is hot off the oven. Um, wow. I, Did I, I woke up this morning and I was told call your ex-wife and apologize to her today. I said, I know this is you because you talk to me this way all the time, but you've never, ever said this. So I didn't think about it. I got right up and I called her. You're like, are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone else up there? Are you talking to me? Who yeah, is this? It's the guy Who's that's here? holding on to the branch <laughs> and the voice says, let go. And he said, is there anyone else up there? <laughs> so I let go and I did what I never would have done three days ago because I've always known I was right. I'm so spiritual, right? And the voice of the Lord comes to me today.
you need to apologize to her because she didn't follow right because you weren't the right leader for her to follow. Now, normally that would have been a rough call for me maybe a week ago, but today I woke up with the warmest presence of God on me. He like gave me the anesthesia. He gave me the Michael Jackson drug before he spoke to me because I usually do what I'm told, but I wouldn't have done this today if I didn't have a little anesthesia pre-shot, which he did because I woke up feeling very loved and warm. But in that loved and warmness, he said what I'd never thought he would say to me ever, which is call your ex-wife and apologize to her for not being the leader you should have been. What was the answer? Yes. Now, interesting. That has been something I would have not done. I would have refused to do two days ago. I would have argued with you, Dr. Yanni, if you would have counseled me and said, you know, I think you, I think there's someone you need to finish some business with. Now, I don't feel any open wound about it. I didn't feel anything but loved because God knew he had to put an extra slosh of love on me of anesthesia before he told me this, right? I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but somebody needs to call somebody. And I don't make them up. Don't go look for what isn't there. Go, don't go digging for what isn't there. But if something presents to you as dramatic as this was today, call your ex-wife and apologize that you were not and you were not leading the way you should have. First of all, there was a deathly science because she never thought Craig Johnson was ever going to call her. Exactly. <laughs> she probably <laughs> fell over. Isn't this like, crazy? What? This is a crazy <laughs> confession. I'm yeah. I'm giving a confession, and you uh, just did a testimony. Yeah, I testified. Because, yeah, because you're you're healed about this. So I'm not quite. I'm still freaking out about today. Thinking, you know, Elliot and I got to be some special folks. They, they, because I know you had to be safe people for me to bring my heart right now into That's your right. operating room. I haven't heard a thing from Elliot. I want him to talk more because well, no, <laughs> Elliot no, is I'm, thinking I'm, of hey, calling his ex right now. We should all collectively call our exes. Uh, <laughs> well, that did pop. That did pop through my mind. I started thinking. I was like, Do I owe her a phone call? I'm just <laughs> 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 now, Elliot. Um, no, no, no. Let me say again what I said earlier was. This my testimony that is finished and was timely is not necessarily your hearers, because if you called your ex, you might start World War Three, right? Okay, <laughs> so know, use yeah. yeah, use discernment. Yeah, don't call someone that it is never you know that you finally mercifully got rid of last week and they don't call you anymore, and you were healed in your therapist, and then Doctor Craig wants to go open your wound. I'm not trying to do that. So if a wound opens by God's design, <laughs> do that one. But it may not be a wife. To me, it was my ex-wife. All right. Yeah. It could be a yeah. friend. It could be someone in business you did dirty to and you know it. And you've never told anyone out loud. And you need to you need to tell it to you first. Go to the mirror and say, you ugly thing. You know you did this years ago. You've you've hidden this, you buried it. Tell you first before and God, because God's not going to hurt you. 
<laughs> but if you call the wrong X, they may hurt you with a lawsuit in California, as Dr. Anderson. <laughs> in California, so, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dangerous <laughs> interview right now because there's a lot of folk. <laughs> Elliot did it. He's going through his mind. But but yeah, but use yeah. wisdom in that. So I'm thank God Elliot gave us that word of counsel. We need to we need to make sure this is the right call to make. But you know what? You'll know it because it'll linger with you. Right. It's that that wound that won't go away. It's that little voice that just, you know, says, hello, you know, maybe you should. It could be a friend. It could be a business compatriot. Could be someone that you did dirty to it, but it could be someone that hurt you. It may not be you. You say, I don't have to call because I didn't initiate the wound. They did. Well, that's proof that you're immature. That you think like that. That just shows your immaturity. We all sometimes have to go to someone that did us dirty, but we need to call. That was my view of my ex-wife this morning before the Lord spoke to my heart and said, well, I, Craig, she didn't follow you. That's correct. But you weren't the leader she could follow. And that's what got me like, oh, Craig Johnson. Yeah. So I think yeah, he, he did that healing for me to come on with you guys tonight. Yeah, that's that's very fascinating. I uh, come from a, ba a Roman Catholic background, so um, you know they often preach about uh, you know forgiveness. Uh, you know, even if somebody did you wrong, to you know forgive them for their trespasses, and um, and then of course we always talk about the the one thing that we tend to for forget about forgiving is forgive ourselves as well. Um, you know, it's important to forgive yourself uh, as well, and. and that kind of helps to heal and move on. So really, really fascinating. And and you can't extort forgiveness from someone. Christians usually do that. They go, well, you're, you're a believer. You need to forgive me. Well, wait a minute. Unless you come to me, remember the prodigal son story. The, the, the prodigal son story is the, the main parable of Jesus. This is a boy who said to his dad, you're dirty, you're ugly, I hate you, and I want my inheritance now. I want my hundred grand now, you dog. And the father, you know what he did? He gave it to him. He loved the boy enough to realize he couldn't hold him falsely. He couldn't extort his loyalty. So he gave him his hundred grand inheritance. And the boy went to Vegas and spent it all on drugs and whores. This is the product. So he goes to Vegas, spends all of his inheritance that he just extorted from his father. And uh, he sells it all and he pours it up and he drugs it up. And he then wakes up. The Bible says he was wound up in a pig pen. He's feeding pigs. This is a Jewish boy who is not supposed to be around pork. And he finds himself slopping in the food the pigs eat. That was how low he had fallen. And it says he said to himself, Father, I'm no longer. He said this to himself first. You don't say it to the person until you say it to yourself. He said, Father, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And, and this is, that's repentance. When people say, I'm sorry, but that's not repentance. Mm. I'm sorry that you're an idiot. That's not an apology. That's mm. not a confession of sin. That is a very narcissistic way to apologize. Yes, Narcissists do that a lot. Yeah. I've, uh, it, 
it's a that's I, their it's only a way to apologize. It's a when, man's when apology. I, I'm sorry, you're an idiot. Yeah, work for, <laughs> I used to work for the uh, the police force. Sometimes you got an apology. It wasn't really an apology. It was the uh, I'm sorry that you felt that way. Uh, yes. Apology. So it's not even an apology. No, They're just it's saying, not a confession. You know, yeah, yeah. I, a I confession you. was I am. I've sinned against heaven first. I've sinned against all that is holy, and then I've sinned vertically, and I've sinned against all that is. Holy. You're hurting so bad right now because you were sinned against. Mm. Against holiness. I mean, they raped you emotionally. And these are the healings that our therapist friends know don't just happen with a forgive me, God, or heal me, God. That little God, I call them peppy prayers. You don't need a peppy prayer. You need a therapeutic experience where you reaccess that. And then you ask God into the depth of that wound. If I have cut a 450 foot hole in your soul, foot healing, there's a lot. You Craig, you, has, you have to stop moving. Sorry, dear. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's I, my I lips. No, I, it's I, my head. It's, <laughs> okay, I don't know I'm if it's the movement now. or if it's the, uh, might be just the internet connection possibly. It's probably my horrible setup in my little closet here. Yeah, Which probably, I do. Yeah. I do have interesting things in your mic. I that's the, see. That's the spirit Napoleon of Napoleon, and right above. Yeah, I you. got. I got Napoleon. Who I'm a Napoleophile. I'm a Francophile, so I'm a big collector of, of uh, items. So you're seeing sort of my Greco-Roman weirdness that's in cool. here. There we go. Very yeah. cool. But uh, anyway, it's. Um, Healing is an important thing for people to do. And when I was in Egypt, I saw a 450-foot tomb. And I thought, you know, if we had to fill that up with oil or diamonds, that'd be a lot of diamonds. That'd be a lot of oil. That'd be a lot of healing. And we talk, as Christians, we talk about the blood of Jesus that cleanses us of all sin. That would be a lot of blood to pour in a 450-foot hole and fill it. Some of us have a really much deeper wound, but the good news is God can do it speedily. Tardema is a speedy healing word that he can do in a night what it would take us 40 years in therapy, like Woody Allen, you know, he's been in therapy for 60 years, right? I don't know if it's helping him, but he makes the best movies I know. Um, some of us need a long healing, a deep healing, but God can speed it up. That's what Tardame is about. It's well, a speedy we have, healing. It is a speedy healing. However, a lot of us, we have dreams that we don't believe, that right. we don't think that our soul or God is talking to us yep. uh, through our dreams, and we forget about it. We just immediately dismiss it. Yes. When we have to take a note of it and say, oh, what's going on here? Perhaps I need to pay attention because I remember one time and the speediness of that is just no joke because I remember one time I was going through a really hard period in my life and I woke up with such a great feeling in my chest inside, right on my soul. Yes. And the vision that I had at the time, the dream, that there were some entities with, uh, um, with hot irons ironing out the wrinkles on my heart hmm. yes my mind and then i woke up 
and I had no pain. Come on. I had no pain, which I lived like for several years with that pain day to day. And then I woke up and there was nothing. And I thought that how is it possible to take just the iron and iron out all those wrinkles, the painful wrinkles on my heart. But then when I woke up, there was nothing. And I felt so good. Right. Yeah. That, I just moved my lips, by the way, there, and it went out. Yeah, that's how I don't power, understand why. What's going on? As a gift, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, yeah, you've got some serious uh, psychokinesis, uh, psychokinetic energy going on here. I wanted to study you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to back up a bit because I think it's actually my. I think I'm too close to my uh, my camera thing here. If yeah. you have a light bulb, you put that in your mouth. It could be like Uncle Fester here. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite show when I was little, The Monsters. Yes, uh, my daughter's right into, uh, she loves Wednesday. So yeah. uh, uh, my uh, my wife will do her hair up like in the two braids. And, oh, uh, how cute. Yeah, yeah, she looks really cute. I'll, next time she does it, I'll have to take a picture and send it to uh, also, oh, yeah. brother, you got to do that. My oh, sweetheart, yeah. I've got a little 16-year-old and I got a 26-year-old girl. And I love my, my girls. I do. And they grow up so fast. Too. So we oh, need to yeah. enjoy them. God brought my kids into my life. that were They were each healing brands, like you had a healing brand. right? Brands are used to mark you. But when God brands you, it's a healing thing. When people do it, it's an it's a perverse marking. It's like they hurt you usually when we talk about being branded by a human. But when God does it, yours were supernatural, and that's what I got today too. Mm-hmm. I got a supernatural brand, but in my case, it was to wake me up to my own fault. Thought over the last years. But now, what happens with that? Well, it's usually you have to be, as my dad said, dead ass wrong about something. My daddy didn't say you're wrong. My daddy said you're dead ass wrong. This is Des Moines, Iowa talking, by the way. So I'm sorry to Well, I don't think that you were dead ass wrong. I don't think that you were 100% wrong. No, no. You didn't apologize. What I was wrong about, what I was wrong about was allowing this to stay imprinted on me, not forgiving her. That was my responsibility. I'm not taking it to me in my life, because it was nasty. But what we saw in my confession today, it's interesting. As soon as I said, I am sorry, I need to apologize to you, 30 seconds later, she said, and I need to apologize to you. It triggered an immediate softness of her heart that I haven't heard in 10 years because she was so hurt. She was so hurt. Now, I didn't think, I didn't do anything I thought merited this, but God did. And that's the voice we have to listen to because sometimes we're self-righteous and we're snotty and we're supernaturally looking down on others that we're the blessed one and they're the sinner. And that's what I was doing in a subtle way. I know it's a hard confession to make, but I'm being totally brutally honest with you guys tonight. You caught me on a good day. Because I'm in touch with the healing I just got this morning. And that is fantastic. And you know what? It's just not a, not, uh, 
just a momentary healing because it's a process that has started. And yeah. you know what is coming. You and I discussed that before. You mm -hmm. know what is coming. And that is why it cannot come without you being healed on that Correct. deep level. Correct. And that's what I wouldn't have agreed fully with before. That was my sin against myself, was that I was too self-righteous about this instant, that I left that one part of my fabric unhealed. So if you were looking at like a layer cake, all right, you would see me totally clean down to this layer of about 2006. And you would have said, Craig, you let a little nasty bit of business in there. It's been unforgiveness, that, but, but I didn't feel it was unforgiveness. I felt it was self-righteousness that I, how dare you, this, that, and the other. And today the Lord did a, how dare you to me? He said, how dare you hold her responsible for the fact that you were not leading correctly? Oh, Lord. See, now I had to be the prodigal son. Now I had to say, I've sinned against heaven and against you. And that's hard to do because we run into our pride, full octane pride at the point where you have to confess a sin because we know they're dogs. We, 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 <laughs> we always think the best of us and the worst of them. And that has to stop. That's what you run into with the Tardema. God has to first put you down and go, you know what? You need to look at some things while you're sleeping, Craig, you hurt this woman deeply in her soul. Uh, sometimes I think we are like rubies in people's life, but we're like four ton rubies. And when we drop into the, the water of their life, we caused a four ton ruby set of waves. You know the earthquake we had a few days ago? Mm -hmm. Okay. They don't know if that was an aftershock of an earthquake or the actual earthquake. They haven't figured it out yet. Mm -hmm. Because we are often earthquakes in other people's lives. And we think we're an aftershock. We think the best of us. Oh, how beautifully, how beautifully expressed that is. That's so incredible. However, we are so afraid uh, to go through that. Now, I'm, I'm, you're talking about it. I'm like, oh, you know what? Do I want to have a Tardemar experience or I don't? You know, just, um, hmm, I don't know about it. If I pray for it, I may actually get it. So yeah. I better not. I better not. No, we, thing, yeah, we don't want fear in this. I didn't come here to produce fear tonight and freak everybody out about their skeletons in their closet but but those that need to hear it will hear it god will make sure that they hear it right oh exactly absolutely and there's no fear that there shouldn't be any fear and this is not the what i'm referring to uh a lot of the times that uh, we look at our pastors we look at our therapists uh we look at our law enforcement and we, and we think that oh they're all like so omnipotent you know, they are all powerful, they know better than us, and they're so unreachable, and they're probably all made of iron and not humans at all, uh, when in fact we are humans. And when we show what we go through, I think the humanity became, becomes more humane yes. in this sense, because now everyone is looking at you. Like I was listening to your sermons and uh, you, every time you say, oh, these are the hot cakes uh, right from the God's oven. And that's what they were exactly every single time. And it was so uncomfortable for me because you would talk and you would tell me something, me particularly, and I would be watching that uh, uh, on the internet. And you right? think I'm looking at you. Yeah. And you're like looking at me and you're talking to me and all that you know and 
<laughs> yeah, and and I wouldn't even think that you have anything going wrong with in your life, right? Because that you have that authority and you're talking to me, you are fixing my problems, right? So there's nothing wrong with you. Everything is fine. You already figured everything out. The same is with me. People come to me, they listen to me as God, as if I'm God, like right. every word that comes out of my mouth, of course, they pay for that, right? And they need to listen to every word that comes out of my mouth. But the thing is, people think at times that uh, I'm much smarter and I'm yes. God-like. Correct. When they look at me and they say, well, Yana, you don't have any problems in your life. Everything is given to you. You are so blessed. Everything goes fantastic. You have no idea what I'm going through which I do and your probably, anointing your anointing flows out of your womb exactly that's that's the best therapy best therapist is someone that has been broken like you in that area has been wounded and the scar has healed and you are a wounded, wounded healer I call you a wounded healer yeah, that's right. Wounded yeah. healers. And so is uh, Dr. Elliot is the same yes, thing. He's a wounded healer. I can tell by his voice. He's only said like four words. But every <laughs> he, time, he's no, just so shy. I kid you not, Elliot. No, no. But Elliot has a healing voice. Every time I hear him laugh or I hear a word from him, I've had like a, a hit me like a wave every time Elliot even murmurs. So he oh, laughed just then. And I did, that yeah. People like to laugh me. for some reason. Yes. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're hearing this not for the first time. You yeah, laugh, no, you murmur, and it's therapeutic. Yeah, my cousin, my cousins always say that, that they're like, I love hearing your laugh. <laughs> your laugh is like a chardema. It's a deep blessing. It's a profound healing of things. I haven't even had, you know, 50 words with him. And he already carries that degree of healing. That's why he's hosting this show and I'm not. Because <laughs> that healing lab there, I got another one. Yeah, you did too. And Dr. Yana likes when I do this because we are at the top of the hour. So uh, yes. this, is, <laughs> this is Science in the Paranormal. And we are broadcasting live from the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans and on Hoku TV. And we're talking about prophetic dreams and the deepest sleep possible called Tardema. And that is a Hebrew word. Did we say that was a Hebrew word? It's yes, it Hebrew is. Word. In Old Testament. And there was another, there were several instances of Tardema uh, uh, in the Old Testament. Yes. Another one was Jacob. So what is the actual purpose of inducing such deep sleep in people? Yeah. Well, it's for healing. And the other, um, are we there? Are we still on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, on. okay. You were quiet for a minute. Which is intensely Which listening. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Kidding. So nice I of love you. you. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. It, it uh, there are three. There's the one Adam got, which was that's when he didn't know what he was looking for, and God knew it was Eve, and he didn't know. And Eve was the answer to his particular Tardema need, right? But the next one is Abraham, the great patriarch, falls asleep. In Genesis no. 15 and 16, 
his like, deep be, be, sleep. Before you go, go further into that interesting conversation, I may just rewind just a couple of words backwards and just say that all men listening to us right now, you all need your Eve because that is a therapeutic experience, whether you know it or not. <laughs> I Preach like it, that. Man. It's like true. That. And you know what? We don't get healing, the kind of healing we need with just the God thing, like I was saying earlier. Just, oh, I have God and that's all I need. No, 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 no. You need love with skin on it. I always tell, I always tell my Eve, what would I do? Who would I pick on if you weren't around? Come I, on. I love to tease her and, and, <laughs> and, and get her going. And yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, I like that. And there's a beauty. Synergistic energy that comes from someone that can correct you. Because only the people that know you best can correct you the deepest. Oh, absolutely. That, for healing. And then you should accept it. That's when you're hit truth. with that. That's when you're hit with the tardem of unknowing. Will you, when you see it, will you acknowledge it? Will you confess it? Will you receive this counsel? Because we all say we will. We're all, oh, yes. If, if God brings healing to my life, why? I'll take it right away. No, you won't. You'll be as offended as I was by my ex wife. You know she's a sinner, you know what she did. Right. And that it's a very prideful, self-righteous pose, but we take it inside. People don't see us being proud in inside. We may look all spiritual and humble outside, but inside we're saying, you filthy sinner. <laughs> you know, as we talk about it, this is so interesting that, the uh, like you said, my Eve and my Adam, he always comes and he tells me the truth right there into my forehead, like, like an axe, bam, and that's the truth. And sometimes, once in a while, I, I cry, and not because it is so painful. Yes, it is painful, but not because of his words. It is painful for the things that he brings out in me that need healing. And he says, even when I cry, he says, cry, because this is a very healing experience. Come on. Not because he offended me in any way, and I understand it deeply. He brings up those people, those true people in our lives that will bring out not just the goodness out of us, this beautiful, fuzzy, warm feeling, but yep. also the pain that we need to deal with. Absolutely. And, and they will and, be and the, there to help you with that. The healable areas in us have to be brought out by love with skin on it. Because exactly. God is invisible and doesn't always produce that. So he sends us Eve. He sends us love with skin on it. Doesn't have to be a romantic partner, but he will send a person love with skin on it. That's a great phrase for it. Great because phrase. that that doesn't make it sexual by calling it skin. Because sexual relationships are usually the most wacky, crazy, manipulable situations in our lives. Usually it's someone that we're not in sexual relationship with that can speak most profoundly to us, or either the most deeply profound. But surface relationships aren't what we're talking about. We're talking about the deep healing folks that can look right at her <laughs> and tell him the truth. And he can look right at her and tell her the truth, right? There's something about those deep people, Dr. Yana, that we have to, ha we have to allow. And you know what I tell people, and you can do this right now listening, you can put a welcome mat out in front of your life. 
We have a welcome mat out at the door. I hope you do. It says welcome. And that implies that people outside can knock. They can come in. And sometimes some of us have a frozen, frozen welcome mat outside. Relationally, we're putting out a funk that says, don't anybody come near me. And they don't. And then you complain that you're alone. That's what I had. I had a frozen mat. Ooh. Frozen one. Frozen. Ooh. And I had to deal with it. Yes, yes. ma'am. And then I was dealing that with with a dream with the Dr. Dillard. Uh, Tardema, my dream. A, a, a male Tardema. Exactly. We can call yeah. him Tard. But <laughs> that would be negative. Without Rema. You may need that. Yeah, without oh. the Rema. Yeah, you're a Tard without the Rema. Tardema. It's a whole new book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? That's true. But, that is incredible yeah. because that Tardema is um, uh, it's not just the word. It's not just the concept. Mm -hmm. It is a phenomenon mm -hmm. that we may miss if we're not careful. We can dismiss it completely and not go through that healing experience. We may think that we are depressed. We started. We start crying all of a sudden, and why it? We think that we are in a moment of weakness. Yes. Like you had this moment of weakness this morning. You could have Correct. woken up and say, oh, no, I'm not calling her, you know, because that's uh, oh, what are you talking about? Are you no. talking to me really? Like, like I, I don't I don't get it. No, you're not talking to me because I know that I'm right. Right. And I've gone through so many years of that uh, uh Understanding that I'm the right one, I'm the correct one. I'm not calling anyone. I don't want to look like a fool. And this is what we go through a lot of the times. Yes, ma'am. We are afraid to be looking as perceived as fools. First, losing God, our face. First, God cuts. He cuts to heal. This is what people don't think. They think of God only as the dreamy profanol. You know, oh, dreamy, sweet, wonderful. He's in my corner. Oh, no, 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 no. Adam was cut to heal. God put him down in a tardema, and then he cut him in the side. It, th that revealed his healing was being sliced open. And I was sliced open in my personal experience because I was too smart for my relationship. I was too spiritually dominant in my marriage. And I wounded her like... Uh, a four-ton ruby hitting the, and I didn't think, I thought I dropped a nickel in the water. If you ask me, how, how much did you hurt her? I'd say I dropped a, a widow's mite, an old bronze coin from the Israel in the water. And she thought it was a four-ton ruby. And that's what, how much of a, I won't use the word, that's how much of a jackass that I was in my marriage. As spiritual as I am. And now what's interesting is criticizing me does not negate all the good about me. I see that. I don't need a healing session on that. Um, <laughs> I really do see my good parts and I'm showing most of them here. But they've all come through cutting. You've been wounded. You've been bruised. You've been slighted. And all your anointing oil comes out of those wounds. It flows out of where you were most wounded, I've found. So essentially, we have to go through surgery in order, in order to step on the have a the step, uh, take mm -hmm. the step higher on the staircase, and uh, get, receive that healing. We have to be cut. Yeah, and that's what we none of us feel worthy of.
program with people with their heads, their noses a little too high in the air, because even after this talk, they still know they're right. They're, they're in the parent-child position. They're in the parent position in a parent-child relationship. They still feel they're superior and they're inferior. But I would say we all need to repent. We need to get like the prodigal into our, our private area. It's nobody else's business, just between you and God. Maybe that's all you trust. Get in your closet, get alone, get in you so you won't and be repentance is also meaning to go and mend Sometimes. those affairs with yes. people you go and repent to those people you apologize to them but, but some of them are drug lords and they would kill you so you don't again we pray <laughs> before we call and repent exactly. we have to use wisdom because i wanted <laughs> drug to lords. go for, i wanted to go to everybody in my life and if i would have i would have not been alive for this program that i had to repent to. So there is wisdom to do it before God, just vertically and not go horizontally. But if they're, you know, they may be dead. How can you release somebody horizontally that's dead? It could be a parent. It could be a loved one you forgive. You So you can't go dig them up and raise them from the dead. Now, if you can, you'll be on next week's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew oh, that, we're, we're, that. That we're, was for We're not pulling anyone. <laughs> I needed his healing got it. right now. Yeah. I got it. Come yeah. on, Elliot. You just like keep laughing there. Keep laughing in the background. <laughs> I promise if I'm on again, I will not talk as much because I want to hear Elliot's oh, no. wisdom. Oh, no. It's, uh, Start it's Elliot. fascinating. Yeah. No, it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> Now, Craig, you were talking about Abraham. So what happened to Abraham? He received a reconfirmation of a promise in his Tardema. God had already spoken Tardema? to him. His Tardema what? was a Tardema of divine destiny. He fell asleep once. When he fell asleep the next time, God reconfirmed the promise he had given him. See, we're talking about the cutting, healing, owie stuff. Abraham got the euphoric profanol uh, tardema. He wasn't rebuked at all. He wasn't corrected at all. God put him to sleep and told him, look up at the stars. When he got out of this sleep, God said, go look at the stars. Can you count them? Can you count a hundred billion trillion stars, Abraham? Well, that's how many children I'm going to give you to bless you. And he didn't have one child. He's empty. He's, 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 he's unable to have kids, right? It's like he's had a, a you know, he's, his tubes have been tied. And God said, I'm going to speak to a man who's utterly barren and unable to produce in and of himself and say, look at the stars of the heaven, if you can count them, which you could. And look at the sands of the sea, if you could count how many numbers of sand. This is for somebody listening as we're closing, is that God is telling you, look up and look down. If you look up when you're happy, look at count the stars. If you look down and you're depressed, count the grains of sand, because I'm going to bring that many blessings to your life, innumerable, uncountable. That's Abraham's Tardema. But that was not a painful one. No, you didn't have to cut no, him open. no. This is wonderful. Yeah, they got to read the book, Yana. It's called Tardema. But you know what? It's out of print. So there I've just wounded your people, and they're not able to be healed. <laughs> I have the book. I oh, have the oh, book. Oh, you do, dear? Yeah, Of course I do. 
Anna nicely, she will share the book with you because it went out of print. And for, as far as I know, it's ungettable. I have like one in my garage. This I gave so out interesting. the rest. Maybe you it know, needs to be reprinted. It does. It, it does. It costs like five to grand to reprint it. So, oh. I, I mean, we could, wow. I'd clean it up a bit. I mean, I'd take some time indexical references and change them. Yeah. But I mean, if somebody wants to pay for that, we could put that out you know, 5,000 copies of it like that. But um, yeah, I think it is very important. Uh, I remember that one time I was looking for answers uh, to the questions that I had. And all of a sudden in the morning, I wake up and I open my phone. And the first thing what I see on my phone somehow opened Amazon. And no. there's the book called Tardema. Yes. I'm like, what is it? I don't have no idea what that word means. And I looked at it and I said, oh, my God, this is what it is. This is exactly the answer to my questions. Wow. And then I looked you up and then I contacted Honey, you. Honey, you were the only one that ever did this. This was for the book was written for you because <laughs> literally they, they were staying away in droves. OK, <laughs> the booksellers. Nobody wanted this. But I felt led to write it in 1999, the year my handicapped boy was born. I wrote it that year, put it out that year, and it's never had a bite until yours. Kid you not. And then you had me on here, which is sort of an ironic thing in my life. And today I told you I just got a healing about my e humbling myself. Exactly. So exactly. what a weird day for me of inner healing. So I don't know if anybody got anything out of this. I did. We all did. We all did. And the thing is that it's um, nothing is um, um, sort of coincidental. There are no coincidences. Everything there is are. predetermined. Everything is yes. pre preset. And there's cause and effect to everything all the time. And we must understand it. Yes. So you, me reading your book, you writing that book in 1999, that was the year when I got to United States. Literally. Well, I didn't know this. this is you published it in the yeah. same. You're like, yeah, no, I'm up, waiting man. for you. Oh, you I'm waiting head. in the United States. Okay, like I know she's coming. <laughs> that is so funny because when I lived in Missouri 10 years ago, when I was moving to California, I was going to say Canada, California. <laughs> Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and she's like, oh, so you're going to California? I said, yeah. And everybody is waiting for me. She's like, oh, what do you mean everybody is waiting for, for you? And I said, well, you know, everyone is waiting for me. They just don't know it yet. That's right. <laughs> it's just, it's and, just you wrote that book. And isn't it <laughs> funny? This is all coming out the last few minutes we have together in the show. It's like we should have started here. You know? Well, no. we still have half hour to go. Oh, so do? don't you? Don't oh. you dare go anywhere. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank no, you. no, 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 no. We you have sit two. down. You sit well, down. Like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Because he's got the healing voice that's brought healing to my heart every time he makes a noise. <laughs> Maybe we'll let him talk the next 30 oh. minutes and do a full healing of my soul. <laughs> you have to record your laughter, Elliot. And then oh, we're going to send yeah. this uh, file to yeah, Craig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. That one oh, right there. God. I'll get. I'll try and get Sarah to do it sometime. I will say next time. Next time I'm laughing, you gotta record me laughing. And we're gonna put it in loop. 
Well, yeah, we're going to put it in the loop and that's it. And you need to <laughs> make that available on your show for people that want to loop and, his laugh. Anytime, exactly. yeah, anytime someone down, you just press play. That's it. <laughs> then see, and you get a Tardama for free through Elliot's laugh. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know that not every Tardama is uh, painful. So now it's no. a good one. So everybody, let's just have a, more of that experience. Oh, yes. And forgive me, we could have hit the good ones first, but I thought we needed for some reason first to talk because you had some hard nosed people watching that are have been uh in need of humbling and Absolutely. they did humble. That's true. there's some people I felt while we were talking that heard what I was saying, what we were saying, and they did humble their hearts and inside to God, not to anyone yet outside. But that's all we will humble ourselves before the Lord. James 5, 7 says, humble thyself before the Lord, and he will exalt you in due course. You humble yourself. That's the part we do is humbling ourselves. And then he does the lifting up, the promoting, the favor, which, Yana, you know about. Yeah, he's he's blessed you. He's, he's taken those tears that were chemically set for despair, and he's turned them into tears of joy. And we've seen them a few times tonight. Laughter did I tears. cry already? Yeah. Oh, laughter well, tears. Like, oh my God, like, did, did, I, did I cry here already? No. But you know, the interesting thing was uh, um, that was uh, almost even six, almost six years ago. Yeah. I was at the time, I was so frustrated with the, all of the silliness going on and the quality of people and men in particular. So, I asked God and I said, when in the world would I get this man, a uh, true partner for my life that is going to be fitting me like a glove in everything? And my person, my Adam. Yeah. And for whom I would be also fitting like a glove, you know, just, just perfect, Effortless. perfect fit. And then I got an answer. Oops, um, you had to wait in, a bit. Oh, a bit? What are you talking about? He said, like, five years. Five years. I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you talking to me? Just like that. I was like, uh, that's absolutely impossible. Five years. Were, you were not talking to me. And I got so upset. So nothing changed since then. And during those five years that people kept coming into my life, they were nothing but nuisance. And only at the five-year mark, yeah. my Adam came into my life, made me happy, only in five years. So when there is this promise that is given to us, and we know it is given to us, whether it is uh, pronounced in a voice or in a dream or with just the subtle feeling that we have, <clears throat> what happens is that we have to listen to it and not undermine our own authority to ourselves yes not dismiss it we not tend dismiss to it. dismiss and dis and throw away things and and god says i'm going to keep bringing them i'm going to keep we needed the healing from all those swords he put in us i mean when you look back over your life we needed we needed those nuisances sometimes sometimes god used he cut us to heal us and I look back at my own choices in my life and uh, 
It's a long series of bad choices up to a certain point. And, uh, and I still have not experienced that Eve part of the Tardema thing, but my God, God is a big God. I tell him every time I look at the stars. Coming this year. Oh, Coming God. this year. Oh, for God's sake. She's prophesying, Elliot. Coming what? this <laughs> year. Right here. Her in, Elliot. You need to get a hold of this woman and shut her radio up. Radio Network, 107.7 <laughs> FM. Right here. That's right. Life, Craig. Life. Oh, no, that's a that's a really good point that uh, that you make. You know, oftentimes you you reflect back uh, maybe through some some rough times that you've been through, but uh, you know, it's almost like at the time when you're going through it, you certainly don't understand it, and you always say like, you know, why me or why am I going through this bad problem? But you know, down the road, once you uh, once the seas calm, I always say, I always use the storm analogy. Once the, the sea settles out and, you know, uh, you're just kind of drifting in the sea again, you get you get to reflect on it and you really, you know, find that it, it made you a better, stronger, smarter person, all that experience, even though at the time it may come with like a lot of hurt or a lot of pain. Or the boy, there's time. healing yeah. in his voice. Dr. Lucy, yes, honestly, there honestly, is. Elliot, we've got to be friends. First of all, I hear some Canadian. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Nova Scotia. So you're okay. definitely. Here Canadian, well, my yeah. mom and dad, my dad is from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and my mother was from uh, Calgary, Alberta. Nice. Nice. So I've got, I've got a little bit, I had a little bit of that in my home. Oh, being that's raised. Great. Yeah. It's a loving thing to me, though. You don't even realize the oh, Canadian yeah. bit is a loving bit. My grandmother had, and my father had, and yeah. No, that's so, awesome. Elliot, every time you talk, I'm like almost tearing up because you remind me of my dad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Look at we're all getting healing tonight. I don't. We're all getting something tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be it'll be great. Yeah, I got a new friend. Yeah, no, yes. I got a new friend tonight. Elliot is my new friend. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I hope that a lot of our viewers and listeners also received a lot and also some anointing as well. Because yes. like you said, uh, if you receive this uh, blessing, then you have the ability to spread it. So I... Uh, from my own stance and from my own queen's chair right now, I am also wishing everyone to find their own fantastic Adam. So if you've been waiting for Adam in your life or ladies, I'm wishing you to find him and find him soon. And also for the Eve, if you have been waiting for your Eve, gentlemen, May this be the year. For some of you, it is not going to be this year. For some of you, it's going to be next year or few years from now. And why? It is because you have to do some work previous to receiving her in your life. So while it seems like it's um, uh, just a thought and interesting conversation, there is a deeper, deeper factor here. Uh, meaning that many of you are going to be blessed this year with your true fantastic partners that you've been waiting for. All you have to do is to expect. Expect and do the work on yourself. Heal yourself and expect that true partner in your life. Amen. Amen. Yeah, geez, you can't say it any better than that. Yes, sir. Boy. And when you when you do find that person, 
you'll know it's different. You know what I mean? It'll just be so profound. Elliot, I'm we're friends now. I'm going to be calling you. I need to hear this voice in my life. That's a voice I need in my life. Is now voice. Craig? Craig Elliot is married to his Eve now, I so am. he's super blessed now. Well, and he has come authority. On, Elliot, to now you have authority. Come on, come on, pray it over people right now. Yeah, uh, I I am. Yes, yes. Actually, before the show, I was uh, we've been watching this show. Um, uh, called Upload. I don't know. Have you guys seen it yet? No, I haven't. It's called Upload, and uh, I was watching it with my Eve before coming on to, to do tonight's show. Um, but it's basically, um, geez, I think it could happen in the future. You never know. But it's basically kind of set in the future. It's around like 2030 or 2040, somewhere around there. And uh, before you die, like uh, physically, they can upload your consciousness to like a database. Yeah. And it's like they created this, um, well, if you have the money, you go to this like really lavish place. It's really, really nice. If you don't, you have like two gigs of data and you like live in the basement. But um, so it's got some like humor and stuff in it. But but it's so it's so funny because like I could see them actually creating something like this. Uh, it, it, it's, it's wild. But um, yeah, if you haven't seen that show, you got to check it out. You know what? I will. My daughter and I will watch that. My daughter. Yeah, broke. it's. It's really, Ricky really watches all the hip new stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I guess I saw on uh the fire stick it had three seasons, so we're in season two right now. But uh wow. yeah, it's good. It's good. And I think well, the episodes are only like a half hour each. Oh something. wonderful. Well, yeah. Elliot, before we talk next, I will I will have watched that at your suggestion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'll be great. Yeah, because I want an upload of your anointed voice into my life. And you're, well, you are now you can, speaking. You can just hit life. play anytime you want. If I was uploading. <laughs> Upload. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. And if Dr. Yana needs me, she can just download me and I'll That's come to the show. And <laughs> Elliot is now downloadable, everyone. Downloadable. Soon. That's right. I love it. Yeah. We are downloadable. Yeah, a DE is a Dr. Elliot coming at us. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? Now, you say we have more time? Yes. Yes, yeah. we do. 20 more minutes. Oh, okay. Good. All right. Because the the first Tardema was the he cuts to heal, ouch, mm -hmm. word, which we all heard. The second one, I do three in the book. And the mm -hmm. second one was the good news one about uh, uh, God is reconfirming in our lives the promises he's given us. See, he gave Abraham promises when he was little. And some people watching me right now, you were given promises. God gave you promises when you were little, like babies, like little. And you've grown up and you're the age you are now and you haven't seen them. And so you think that was a lie. That wasn't God. But most, you have to know in the Bible, God most often gives his promises to people when they're little. And they come to maturity, as Yenna said, in later life. We only and that's see what you them. put in your book, 20 years at that. Yes, yes. So you have to know that some promises are have time indexicals on them. Like I received a lot of promises over my life when I was five years old, when I was little. The Lord told me, when you're older, I will use you and your voice. I'm going to use your voice. Like I'm saying about Elliot. He said, I'm going to use your voice. And the whole world's going to hear your voice when you're older. I was five. I didn't know God. My parents weren't believers. 
didn't have a Bible in our house, but I was told at five that I would be special and that when I was older, I would speak for him and I would impact a lot of people for good. Well, I held that in my download, you know, from five to 64. I'm going to be 65 in a few months. So those this show represents the first time I've spoken publicly in this way ever since I was about 13 or 14 years old. I was a little Capitol Records kid when I was um, little, when I was 13. I was signed to Capitol Records when I was 13 years old to record. And that's another show. That's another life I've lived with a lot of famous people. And now we're on the radio broadcasting live yeah all over the world yes great yeah and i'm all speaking over the world. to some folks tonight this is like the first uh opportunity i've had to speak in this venue like this since well my sermons i mean they can go at the church and hear me preach i have four thousand messages for free it's on drcraigjohnson.org and that's my site if you go to dr drcraigjohnson.org and click on it you got four thousand my messages on every conceivable topic uh, free for your downloading pleasure. Sorry for the blurb. I remember um, myself binge watching your shows, yes. binge watching your sermons. But see, like, oh. you, know, you never quite told it to me this way. I really was blessed tonight that, and you don't, you don't understand that that Tardema thing was, has never happened to anyone. Okay. It's never sold. So how you woke up with this on your, that is so incredible. It's that a miracle. So incredible. It, we never have la- launched it on Facebook. It's never been placed there. So you were the only human being that's ever woken up with that on her screen that I'm aware of. That, yeah, I, that. And <laughs> so, you didn't so, even so, buy I'm it. Speaking Russian $5. back again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. And it was, I just opened it up and I saw it. And that was so incredible to me because that was the answer. I did not know what that the word name at the time meant at the time. But then I looked it up and I looked you up. And and you found me. What about four years ago, right? Yeah, I found you. But a living voice of this, which it wasn't about what it's about. Like I always say about God. It's never about what it's about. I'm back, uh, guys. I I I got uploaded. I got uploaded. Oh, you what? got uploaded, <laughs> Elliot. I think I I think I got uploaded. It's all about you, Elliot, as always. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, guys. I all of a sudden I said my wife my Wi-Fi was unstable and uh, I was gone. I think I got uploaded, but I'm back. I'm back. I got there. I'm, back. Glad, I'm glad you said and specified Wi-Fi is unstable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought he was talking about Yana and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's like Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's the new one. Yeah, it's not Elliot and his Eve. It's Elliot and his wife. I. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, Dr. Yana, you guys have been so gracious to have me on. And I just feel so at home. I hope we do this again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely have to have. Well, I'm going to be getting Elliot's uh, number. So the poor man has no choice about letting me hear his voice because they're going to be calling (laughs) him this week. (laughs) Sorry, Elliot. You have a new friend that doesn't go away like a bad penny. 
don't go away. You know, th there are those songs that uh, people actually uh, put your laughter into the tune, musical tune. That's what we're going to do with Exit yes. Aliens. <laughs> a song. <laughs> and then we're going to upload you. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> you viral. Elliot never knew as a child that no, this was his destiny. I didn't. No, no. This is all great. <laughs> oh. What is important, guys? What is the important, in fact, that a lot of us a lot of our viewers and listeners will will be t thinking mm -hmm. of the promises uh, uh that they were given when they were little or young yes. the interest how do we know that the, we were giving this uh, promise or uh being spoken about our destiny right it's woven so, in the fabric of your being being the interest that you the have in, in, it's woven into you and you can't shake it and you can't get it out think of uh putting a tarred rembrandt on a uh, a tarred hand on a rembrandt that's a negative version of something you can't undo some things you can't undo negatively we're talking about a positive imprint god put on you at in the womb he wove interests tastes flavors specialities longings and you didn't determine them you discovered them god determined them you discovered them the rest of your life as you live your life out and yeah you make mistakes by the way as as elliot said though when we go off road we know it when we've been wounded in a relationship or we've wounded others we know it through our memory we go back oh god what an idiot i was my 20s over again there's not a day goes by i don't think of that god let me redo my 20s and he goes you're 64 son quit saying that you'll be dead soon so <laughs> but the live thing the is rest that, of it like you said, live the yeah, rest of it out exactly but we yeah. also for example we go through those experiences um not necessarily that we would be appreciative so appreciative like for example elliot right of his wife he would not be so appreciative if he did not go through that awful experience before i would also probably not even recognize that the good man was standing in front of me yes. because i was also I was very haughty i was dismissive and i was just um in love with myself and i wanted yes. to live life to the fullest right and yeah what a beautiful like, um, confession that just like was. what a confession yeah, yeah. that just was elliot yeah i mean we're we're all showing our wounds tonight this is a show me your wounds show it is other people I didn't realize that didn't know other that. no you didn't know it <laughs> and i didn't either because i've been talking i talk i call them rabbit trails and and if people listen to me preach they'll hear that too they'll hear a sermon on a topic but i go on 12 rabbit holes per message but those are named for people watching like Absolutely. you know when you watched i didn't know you were watching when you were watching i'm not looking out at you you know that i'm aware of but i speak to people like 20 rabbit holes a message and they think i'm looking in so they look around absolutely Church. and the thing is that not Always. that i was watching yeah i was watching your uh um sermons that were recorded of course yes. that i could oh, replay yeah. and replay yeah, and replay five years ago yeah and now we're just uh uh either like we're going to do Elliot, you loop it. I would rewind it. I would rewind it. <laughs> loop it, loop it, loop yeah, it. Elliot's, Elliot's rap it. name would be Rewind. 
because we're going to be rewinding his laugh. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And many people would be listening, not would be and would be as well in the recording. And whoever who is listening to us right now, I um, hope that you can find that calling in your life yes. and not dismiss it like. Craig, you said it's, it's your interest, it's your longing in life. When the society could have just told us and conditioned us, it is silly. It is uh, uh, awful. It's uh, not going to bring any money to you, right? You're no. not, not going to be able to survive with this uh, interest of yours, right? No. So whatever was of interest to us, this is our essence. Yes. And we have and, to follow. And the women need to now this isn't being too idealistic saying you're adam or you're eve because that's some they were patient that's not what we mean mean you're going to get the perfect imperfect person for you that's what i pray for the perfect imperfect person for me because she isn't going to be perfect enough i think she is i'm deceiving myself and i'll be Absolutely. disappointed so i always say you know, you pray for the perfect, imperfect man for you because Elliot had to be that for to be what his wife and pray for the imperfect. Yeah, that's that's a great way to look at it. And that is so important because it's also my Adam keeps telling me that I'm not perfect. I am not perfect. I'm just a regular man, he tells me. Now Craig disappeared. Oh, no. Uh, hope that he's going to be back. I hope but, uh, so. Th this is what he keeps telling me. I'm just a regular man. And I look at him and I'm saying, how dare you <laughs> say those things about you? Well, and that's it's going back to like to uh, the our experiences. Like if we hadn't have been in, you know, a relationship that didn't work, we wouldn't really maybe know what we have now, um, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And those people, like Craig said, they are not ideal people. Mm. Nobody is ideal. But for us, for what we have been looking for, that person will be ideal in its imperfection, in his or her imperfection. We should not be looking for perfect people. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, nobody, you know, nobody's perfect. Uh... But you can find, like, like you know, Dr. Johnson said, you're an uh, imperfect person. Remember in that movie that was about the end of the world? There was a movie. Ah, oh, what was that? Um, I He's forget. Back. Oh, we you're back. Him. Oh, He's back. We downloaded right. him. He's back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got uploaded. To, everyone's getting uploaded tonight, I'm telling you. You got to watch that show. <laughs> you got to watch that show. They're, they're uploading us. Oh, the upload? That's what yeah. it's called? Called yeah. upload, yeah. yeah. Elliot, you, you convinced me. That's all I got out of this show that I need to watch <laughs> upload. <laughs> I'm back. I, I left you for a second. I think I I um I put my thumb on the screen to erase something coming in. And I erased ah. you for a minute. Well, we behaved in your absence. <laughs> 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 Well, you know what, too, and I just want to say to the people who are still looking, you need to have high standards and you need to not settle. The one thing we can't do is overbless ourselves. God does that. But we cannot settle. And so often we are so desperate for love or attention. 
And you know, the most horrible thing in the world is being lonely in a bed you're lying in with someone else. Being lonely and you're not alone, that's a curse. And you're like, still yeah, lonely with the wrong still, person next to you. Oh, and it's worse because now it's compounded and that person has to leave before the right person can lay down with you. And that may take five years of surgery for God to get that fool out of your life that you brought in. See, but the thing oh, is that the, the right person is not going to come into your life up until no. the another one, the wrong one Correct. has left. And Correct. it's not going to happen like, oh, the, the previous one has left. And the, the next five minutes <clears throat> or the next five days, the right one is going to appear. That doesn't, that's not how it works. No. God does the healing, then he brings the right one. But you sometimes only know the right one because you've had the wrong one. And your taste has been refined. And you go, I will never do that again. I've learned more in my life by saying, I will never choose that again. You know, my nevers. Craig will never do that again. And then now I think uh, at 64, I might somewhat be ready for a relationship. <laughs> if not, I may pass and go into heaven, a true Tardema before I ever see a woman in my life. But this year, this year, right. don't, don't say, Elliot, don't say those negative her, words. She's, she's, we she's all prophesizing. She's prophesizing. This year, it. Elliot, this year. So you have to be prepared. Like I told yes. you, I Same. said, you have to be prepared yeah. that the, everything that you need to do, you have to prepare yourself knowing that the, that the woman is coming into your life. And at the same time, all our listeners and viewers, uh, you must prepare yourself. You have to expect, but not foolishly expect. No, you have no, to I, expect. I, I'm not assuming that I'm the uh, underwear model for the uh, <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch. Uh, what? This is not the one, what I'm saying. No. no. <laughs> That's not how you should prepare yourself. Although in some ways that this is what you should be doing, right? Hitting I'll the gym. Trim my beard more. <laughs> Elliot can counsel me on the phone when we talk next about what I need to do. Because he's got his Eve, so he can he can mentor me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm eveless right now. My house is eveless, and I'm eveless right now. No Eve yet. No, yeah, but asked. we have to prepare ourselves in each and every way and prepare that space for that right person to come and not be so desperate. Just like you said, settling for other people and settling is the worst thing that can happen to us because when you know that uh, you are worthy of someone better and you're settling because uh, other people, like I remember that when I was on a dating scene, people would always, uh, the guys would always comment, oh, you're so uptight. Oh, you have such high expectations. Yeah. And I never thought of lowering my expectations. Come on. Said, why, don't, why don't you pick yourself up to you the level of my yeah. expectations? Correct. You know, yeah. and so not never to go down. Because uh, I just realized I tipped my camera and you are now looking at the Napoleon death mask there. on your screen. Yeah. Ooh. So we've got, well, see what I've got here. I've got interesting stuff here. I've got collectibles. I've got. What is that knife up there? Uh, that is the Spear of Destiny. That is the Helgic Lance. That is, that is the spear that whoever held that ruled the world. 
That's cool. In March of uh, 1938. When am I making my way into your closet next time? Huh? I want to <laughs> hold it. I want to hold it. I want to rule the world. <laughs> you need that piece, do you? <laughs> yes. We need Elliot's download with the laugh and the spear of destiny, Yenna, you're, and you're going to conquer everything. Now you just told everyone we should not disclose your address to anyone. <laughs> yeah, so that's coming down real quick here. <laughs> and I have actually, I have a lock of Napoleon's hair right over here, which is up on the wall. I, I collect you, things. How, how did you get it? Years. Oh, well, I had to go back in time. No, no, no. Uh huh. No, and to dig stuff no, up. I know all, no, I know all the collectors of uh, every conceivable collectible in our culture and i deal with them i traffic with them i have items in here that are of such historical interest and value that i couldn't put a value on them wow. there are things here i have the only remaining piece of adolf hitler's desk from the reich chancellery that i write my sermons on why do i do that because it's an irony it's an irony david used goliath's sword to cut his head off so God uses things that were associated with evil to destroy evil. And so every time I'm writing a message that lifts people up, encourages them, and feeds their soul, I'm writing it on a piece of the desk of the man that was a mass murderer, and God took him out. People don't remember that Hitler only lasted 12 years because he was taken out from his position of power. I've got things from Stalin. I've got things here. Yeah, yeah. it's a little strange, but it's a good strange. You all have to what, trust me. What do you have from Stalin? Uh, I, I, no, I just, it's not in here. I've got some writing. Mm -hmm. uh, really I have cool. here, I have, uh, so you see the Spear of Destiny. You can look that up. Look that up on Google, right? Mm -hmm. Look up the, it's called the whole, you look up the Holy Lance. Or you look up the Spear of Destiny on Google search. Uh, it's called the Hellgate Glance to the German pronunciation. But, um, and you will find documentaries that will tell you all about what's hanging above my head. And that. Notice to take my meds right now, which I will take. I just hope that the Spear of Emperors. Destiny is not going to be used. Uh, to no, do no, the no. tardema on no, us. No, 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 no. Well, no, no. It's actually a blessed. It, it started out as allegedly the spear that pierced the side of Christ. So it started out as a holy thing. That's why it's called the Holy Lance. But it only later got picked up. Napoleon tried to get it. If you look at the uh, videos on the Holy Lance mm -hmm. or the uh, Spear of Destiny, you'll see all the claimants in history that have tried to get that up to Hitler, who did have it he had and it you got March it. 19 no 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 dear it's a copy it's not the real one then no, 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 i'm not no, no, making no, no. it to your closet there's just no need yeah, for no, me no. to go to no, your no. closet there's anymore no need to block me from your <laughs> your clients if they want to call me with weird requests <laughs> yeah just uh just gave only it yana only yana can talk to me while the spear of destiny is is in the room <laughs> i just I just gave it a Google. It seems uh, quite popular to get replicas of it, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some people uh, do really, a, uh, really you, nice you, job on it. You have to, um, you have to get the one from Real, 
R E E L. Yeah. That's the metal one that I have. There are really bogus ones online that are made of like uh, flimsy balsa. This is solid metal. Uh, you know, I could actually. I seen, I seen Napoleon is staring at us. Yes. He's like, who yeah. dares to that take is a, that? That is a copy of <laughs> the death mask that was done at St. Helena. And it's a copy. You know, it's not the original. That's really and cool. uh, <laughs> did everybody <laughs> hear that? I collect. Well, I collect. I have a. I have a. I have a piece of the the sheet that Abraham Lincoln died on that has his blood on it over here that I collect years ago. Whoops! Oi. Yeah. And we and I lost you. No, no, no. That's not a bad one. Did I lose you? There you are. No, no, no we're no. back. We're here. You we're fell here. out. So now you're and back. somehow the connection is still going. Oh no, we're gone. Okay. okay. So over here, that was a seal of Francis Bacon, the great writer. I do have some of Lincoln's. Um, I have a wallpaper from Lincoln's bedroom, he and Mary Lincoln's bedroom here. I have two doctorates here. Uh, I have a painting of Winston Churchill here. I have that he that he drew. I have. Oh, what this else? I'll have to show you. This so is sorry. a museum. Yeah, we have to do a show. We have to do another show on that. Up. Exactly. Because it is that is so very interesting. And if Elliot likes it, I'll I'll give him a private Zoom performance of it. <laughs> he can yeah. Zoom me. We'll have, we're, we're we'll have to now. do like an artifacts uh, episode. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, that yeah. would be great. Oh, yeah. artifacts. We'll have you. We'll have you back, and we'll talk about like artifacts. And, we will. Fantastic. And Let's I got some strange ones historically, but they're all authentic. I oh, had one of uh, some paranormal ones. Uh, well, yeah, they wouldn't. People wouldn't understand because as soon as they hear Hitler, or Eva Braun, or whatever, they go the negative. But you have to understand, King David, when he was a teenager. Right? He are we off the air now or what? No, nope, we're still live. We keep talking oh, about oh, it. Oh, 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 the, okay. the show ended three. <laughs> we're supposed to end three minutes ago, but oh, let's sorry. finish about this. Well, no, no, we can? it's very interesting. Yeah, we oh. get, we can, and then we'll just wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Hitler was the last claimant, they would say, of the Spear of Destiny, mm. and that was back in 1938, and he lost it the day he died, in 1940. 45. And so it has since been back in the museum. It was stolen from by the Nazis and it's still there. And it's considered the one of the spears. You can look it up. It'll tell it wasn't the actual spear of destiny, but it's just so funny. He lost it the way he died. He yeah. didn't lose anything at the time. No. He just no. lost his life. He lost his head, actually. <laughs> he lost said. it. He, he just lost it, guys. He just lost the it. That's it. Lost he lost it. everything. That's it. That's it. That's yep, it. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, well. we have to wrap it up. It's been such bye, an bye. interesting conversation. We will have Dr. Craig Johnson back with us again. We were alive with science and paranormal on United Public Radio Network 107.7 FM. And Dr. Craig Johnson will be joining us again, and we'll be hearing lots of his fantastic stories.
Yes, and stay posted. Maybe you'll have a recording of my laugh that you can download. <laughs> I am doing it. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> and I get Everyone? the first download. I get the first that's, download. That's right. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's right. Now my cheeks are hurting because I've been laughing so much. <laughs> I know. It was a great, it was a great show. Great show. <laughs> Therapeutic experience. Well, good night, Thank everyone. You guys. <laughs> good night, Thank guys. you so much for joining us. Uh, good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> good night.